Chapter 40 of The Wyvern Mystery. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by John Brandon. The Wyvern Mystery by Joseph Sheraton Lofanu. Chapter 40 Pursuit. Having her own misgivings as to the temper in which her master would take this coup of the arrest, Mildred Tarnley prudently kept her own counsel, and retreated nearly to the kitchen door, while the eclaircissement took place outside. Popping in and out to see what would come of it, old Mildred affected to be busy about her mops and tubs. After a time, in came Tom, looking sulky and hot. "'Is he coming this way?' asked Mildred. "'Not him,' answered Tom. "'Where is he?' "'Twixt this and Wickford,' he answered. "'Across the common he's riding.' "'To Wickford, hey? "'To Wickford every foot, "'if he don't run him down on the way. "'And when they meet him and Squire Rodney, "'twill be hot and shrewd work between them, I tell ye. "'I'd a rid with him myself "'if there was a beast to carry me, "'for three again one is too long odds. "'You don't mean to tell me?' exclaimed Mildred, planting her mop perpendicularly on the ground, and leaning immovably on this scepter. Tell ye what? There's going to be rough work like that on the head out? Hot blood, ma'am. Ye know the Fairfields. They folk don't stand long, John. It's like when the blood's up, the hand's up, too. And what's he to fight for? Not that blind beldam, sure. I want my mug of beer, said Tom, turning the conversation. Yes, sure, she said. Yes, ye shall have it. But what for should Master Charles go to rye words, we Squire Rodney? And what for should there be blows and blood spilling between em? Nonsense. I can't help em. I'd lend Master a hand if I could. Squire Rodney's no fool neither. Twill e'en be fight dog, fight bear. And there's two stout lads we em will make short work out. You don't think he's like to be hurt, do ye? Well, you know they say fightin' dogs comes haltin home. He's as strong as two, that's all, and has a good nag under him. Now give me my beer. Twon't be nothin, Tom. Don't you think, Tom? It won't come to nothin. If he comes up we them, twill be an up and down fight, I take it. Twas an unlucky maggot bit him. Bit who? Who but the devil brought Squire Rodney over here? Who knows? answered the dame, fumbling in her pocket for the key of the beer cellar. I'm going to fetch your beer, Tom. And away she went, and in a minute returned with his draught of beer. And I think, she said, setting it down before him. "'Twas well done, taking that beast to her right place. Do it who might. She's just a bedlam bess. Clean out of her wits, we wickedness. Mad we drink, and them fits she has. We knows here what she is, and bloody work she'd a made last night we that poor young lady that'll never be the same again. The old limb and master himself, though he's angered a bit because Justice Rodney would not ask his leave to catch a murderer, if ye please, 
down here at the Grange. There's more in it, mayhap, than just that, said Tom, blowing the froth off his beer. To come down here, with your leave or by your leave, to squat in the Grange here like Gypsy would on Cressley Common, as though she was a lady of all, to hurt who she pleased and live as she liked. More int than that? Ye say, what more? Hoot, how should I know? Mayhap she thinks she's as good a right as another to a bit and a welcome down here. She was here before, years enough gone by, and long enough she stayed, and cost a pretty penny too, I warrant you. Them was more tired of her than me. Guest ever, welcome never, they say. She was a play-actor, or something, long ago, a great idle huzzy. Never would earn an honest penny, nor do nothing useful all her days. I, Joan, reels ill, and whines worse, and dattle a stomach she has to spin. That'll be the way we her, I swear. Ha, ha, ha. She'll not be growing richer, I warrant, left in the mud and found in the mire. They folk knows nowt o' thrift, and small luck, and less good about em. If ye heard her talk, Tom, you'd soon know what sort she is, always craven. She would not leave a body a shillin' if she could help it. I, I warrant women, priests, and poultry have never enough, said Tom. I know nowt about her nor who she's a-lookin' after here. But she's safe enough now, I take it. And bloody folks, they say, digs their own graves. But as I said, I knows nowt about her, and I say nowt, and he that judges as he runs may o'ertake repentance. Tis easy judging here, I'm thinking, killin' and murder's near akin. And when Mr. Charles cools a bit, He'll thank Squire Rodney for ridden his house of that blind serpent. Tis something to be so near losin' his wife. So sure as your hand's on that mug, it would have been done while the cat's lickin' her ear, if he had not bounced in on the minute, and once dead, dead as Adam. Who loseth his wife in sixpence hath lost a tester, they do say, answered Tom with a laugh. None but a born beast would say so, said Mildred Tarnley with a swarthy flush, and striking her hand sternly on the table. Well, tis only a saying, you know, and no new one neither, said Tom, wiping his mouth with his sleeve and standing up. But the mistress is a pretty lady and a kind and a gentle born, as all may see and i'd give or take a shrewd blow or two or harm should happen her you'd be no man else tom and i don't doubt ye little thought i last night what was in her head the sly villain when i left her back again in her bed and the cross door shut and locked lord a mercy on us to think how the fiend works we his own smooth and sly sometimes as if butter would not melt in her mouth tis an old saying when the cat winketh little what's mouse 
what the cat thinketh said tom with a grin and a wag of his head she was neither sleek nor soft nor sly for that matter when i saw her i thought she'd a had her claws in my chops such a catamaran i never did see and how's the young lady asked tom clapping his greasy hat on his head hey dear i'm glad ye asked exclaimed the old woman easier she'll be no doubt now that devil's gone but deary me all's in a jumble till master charles comes back for she'll not know poor thing what she's to do till he talks we her now all's changed and mildred trotted off for herself and to hear what the young lady might have to say end of chapter forty recording by john brandon